0: The Lord be with you. And with Spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, o Lord. Jesus told his disciples a parable about the necessity for them to pray always without becoming weary. He said, There was a judge in a certain town who neither feared God nor respected any human being. And a widow in that town used to come to him and say, Render a just decision for me against my adversary. For a long time, the judge was unwilling, but eventually he thought, while it is true that I neither fear God nor respect any human being, because this widow keeps bothering me, I shall deliver a just decision for her, lest she finally come and strike me. The Lord said, pay attention to what the dishonest judge says. Will not God then secure the rights of his chosen ones who call out to him day and night? Will he be slow to answer them? I tell you, He will see to it that justice is done for them speedily. But when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? The Gospel of the Lord. Lord I believe in one God something we pray every Sunday, immediately following the homily, that profession of our faith. As Catholics, we profess our belief in one God in a whole variety of ways, the Creed being one of them. But the question ultimately is, what kind of God do we believe in? And more importantly for us today, what kind of God do we pray to? A lot of times we encounter people who may have an understanding of God as much like the dishonest judge as the one who is trying to hold everything for himself to keep everything for himself and only after much persistence will he finally give up and he'll let whatever have our prayer. It's only after much frustration on our part that that God finally lets go because he's greedy, he's selfish he's a vengeful God, an angry God A disconnected God, one that's very impersonal, that that basically bait us, and he gave us some things, but then we have to kind of talk him into others. Others encounter a different sort of God, one much like the one we know in Jesus Christ. A God who is loving, and who is merciful, who is generous, and who is just. Who is not separate from us, but is intimately connected to our life. Who wants to pour good things upon us. Who wants to fill us with his joy. A God who is personal. Who is with us. St. Luke's account today gives us an interesting start. Usually whenever Jesus does a parable, they they just say Jesus told his disciples a parable. And then dive into the parable. But St. Luke kind of prefaces it with giving us what the parable is about. About persevering in prayer without becoming weary. Which is a little bit unique in the scriptures. And so we're kind of primed already to focus on that that emphasis of perseverance in our prayer, to focus, focus especially in that regard. And so we dive in. Jesus begins the parable. It tells of a dishonest judge, of one who was very kind of hard hearted against the people. He was a foreign judge. He wasn't one of the Jews because it would have been uh, against Jewish law to have only one judge. There would always, whenever one would go to trial, would always be three judges. And so, the fact that it was one judge meant that he wasn't a Jew. He wasn't from the community. He was an outsider who was there to enforce the laws of the land. And as such, usual the the uh, the story of the day was whoever had the highest bid got the favorable judgment. So whoever brought the most money. You won your case. You brought the best slice of whatever kind of meat you had. You won your case. If you didn't have anything to bring, you might as well not even show up. And that's the state of how Jesus points up. Of how the widow comes. The widow who has no money, who has nothing to provide for herself. She's completely at the mercy of the judge. And she begs him time and again, please give me a just judgment. I can't give you anything to guarantee that I'll win. So just hear my side. Obviously, she's got something to say. She's got something very passionate that she desires for the judgment to be made on her behalf. But she has nothing to pay the judge off with. And so the judge receives that. And he gets aggravated with her in a certain sense because she keeps coming back over and over and over again, asking, Give me a favorable judgment. Please be fair. Please be fair. Over and over and over again. And eventually he says to himself, I don't care about God. I don't care about these people. But for the sake of myself, lest she come and strike me, I'll give her a just judgment. The, the, the literal terminology was, unless she come and close my eye. Namely, unless she come and whop me one right upside the face and my eyes swell up. He doesn't care about God. He doesn't care about people. He just doesn't want to get punched in the face. That's the only reason he renders a just judgment. And yet, it It happens. Apparently, eventually it would come, and then he would render the just judgment for the widow. At the end of that story, at the end of that parable, it would have been normal for Jesus to say, Look at the woman's faith. Her perseverance won over the judge to her side to be able to guarantee that she received justice. But Jesus doesn't mention the woman at all. Rather, he says, Look at the words of the judge. Kind of throws us a curveball. Look at what the judge said. He says he's one who doesn't care about God. He doesn't care about people. He only cares about himself. But only because of himself, only because of self preservation and a desire to be freed from pain does he do that which is desired for the other person, that which is just. Only for himself. And so Jesus basically asked the disciples Is that the God you serve? Is that the God that you pray to? The God who only comes and gives you something that you desire, only comes and and, and hears your prayer after you beg him and beg him and beg him, and only because he's tired of hearing us and we're bugging the mess out of him does he give us what we want. Is that the God you serve? No. That's not the God I know, he says. And then he describes a father, his father and ours. God the Father who is generous, who comes and is not slow to respond to our needs, but is quick. He comes and gives what is just, and he gives it speedily. Speedily. Is that the God we serve? Is that the God to whom we pray? At this point... It would be enough for Jesus, again, to simply say, Okay, now you understand who it is we should pray to. Persevere in prayer to that God, to that loving Father. Persevere in prayer to Him, just like the woman in the story. But again, He doesn't say that. He says something that should make us a little uncomfortable. That whenever we hear it or whenever we read it, we ought to squirm a little bit in our seats. He looks at the disciples to whom He just told this parable. And he asks, when the Son of Man returns, will he find faith on earth? Will anyone have faith? I've shown you this God. I've manifested this God to you. Will you persevere? When I come back, will any of you believe? It's a question he has on his own heart, because he knows that some will betray him, specifically one in Judas, but that others will leave him at the cross? Will we find faith? It's a good question. And it's a hard question. But the thing is, Jesus is asking that question shows us something very, very important. There's one thing, there's one question that Jesus implicitly is acknowledging here that has caused many Christians to remain in the pews But I think, sadly, many more to leave the pews and never come back. And that question is one in which every single one of us, if we have any dealings with God whatsoever, has had within our own heart. And the question is, if God is my loving Father, if God is generous, if God is quick to hear my prayers, and he will speedily give what is just, why doesn't he answer my prayer? Who among us hasn't asked the question? If God is a loving Father, why doesn't He respond? And that's the hard part. That's where we get the perseverance in prayer. That's where it becomes most important for us. Is when our prayers are not answered. It's easy to pray the St. Anthony prayer of Tony, Tony, come around, something's lost that needs to be found. Right? It's easy to pray for, for St. Anthony to, to come and to find something for us and how often do we find it, right? It comes quickly usually. It's easy to have that kind of God. It's easy to have that kind of faith where as soon as we pray it almost instantly so often it seems, it happens. Ah, there it is. But what about the times where we pray for days, weeks, months, years? Nothing seems to change. Can we have faith then? Because that's what the Lord asks. That's faith. Not a, a quick and easily satisfied faith, but one that perseveres, trusting that God loves us, that God is our Father, that God is generous, that God desires to bless us, that He desires to give us everything that, which is good for us, despite the fact that sometimes He says no. No. Despite sometimes all of our pleading with all of our heart everything within us longs for a particular intention and the lord says no can we have faith then imagine jesus in the garden the garden of gethsemane he knows he's about to go experience the passion he knows he's about to go and be arrested beaten scourged mocked I'm going to cross to die. And ultimately to experience the greatest pains the world knows. And he's in the garden and he says, Father, if this cup can pass for me, let it. I don't want to do this. And the father says, No. Go to the cross. Go to the cross. And how much can be the same for us? How much we desire something so intensely... And for some reasons that we don't know, that are known only to God, he says, no, go to the cross. Can we have faith then? Can we trust in our loving Father then? Can we persevere in faith then? When the Lord comes, will we find faith on earth? It's a wonderful question, a valid question. And the question each of us should ponder within our hearts this week. As we also ponder that same question. What kind of God do we pray to?